Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Wie heißt du? Uh, ich bin toll. Come on now. Wie geht's? <laughs> That's the extent of my GCSE German knowledge, I'm afraid. Well, I'm on Duolingo every day trying to learn German, so I'm practically fluent now. Oh, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to pay for Duolingo? Yeah, and they took it all out of my bank um, yesterday. I didn't realise they'd take it in one chunk and they took like 80 quid out of my bank. That's what happened to um, me when I first got Amazon Prime, I think. Because they charge you for that like happened to Leah too. They charge you for like the whole year at once, didn't they? You yeah. like charge you do the seven day free trial. Yeah. And then seven <laughs> days later you're eighty quid down. Yeah, but fuck Amazon. Okay, well <laughs> Me and my homies hate Amazon. Well, I'm hoping we get an Amazon sponsor, so Jeff Bezos, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I might bend my morals if we get sponsors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are you doing, my love? Um, I'm doing extremely well. You're the one who's having a breakdown. A slight, slight breakdown. Joe's having a stressful day. I just feel like everything is happening to me all at once today. I mean, I've had a bit of a stressful morning with family-related arguments, but yours is more like the weight of being an adult and the responsibilities that you have on your shoulders. Yeah, like this morning I woke up at about half past ten, which is like, pretty standard for being on furlough woke up at half 10 came downstairs had a coffee and um some cereal mm -hmm. and then as soon as i was finished i brushed my teeth and i went straight to my nan's house and i was helping her clear out her garden she's got at the side of her house she's got like a little allotment um so i was just like ripping up weeds and um since my, my it's like animal crossing in real life it was very exactly. <laughs> even even worse because i was sweating no but um i was when my granddad was alive, he died when I was about 18. So what, like six years ago, um, nearly seven. Um, it, he like grew his own vegetables, potatoes and everything out in this tiny little allotment on the side of their house. And um, we was raking it today. Well, I was raking it today and I was like digging up old, li literally potatoes <laughs> that like have been there since my granddad died. It was like horrendous. So I was like scraping up all these weeds and leftover spuds and ripping things out the ground and cutting back bushes and doing all that and then I was like oh nan yeah put the kettle on like come on I'm doing some thirsty work over here girl and she was like oh yeah I'll put the kettle on and then um I was like sitting down having a cup of tea with her and a nice chat and and then I was like right okay do you need anything else doing before I go home meanwhile I'm wait I'm waiting for Joe to give me the oh yeah you're you're in a you're in a limbo waiting yeah. for me to say, okay, yeah, let's record now. Yeah. But I was like, I've just got to do this for my nan first. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, come on, hurry up. And then he was sending me voice notes, whispering into his phone going, <laughs> George, you won't let me go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like. when, I, it, Well, it's not like I'm being held hostage, but it's like I go over to do one thing. Nans don't let you leave, do they? And then she ropes me into doing about 20 other things. It's like last summer when we were in the panorama mm -hmm. i would go over and help her out in the back garden and stuff and she was like oh can you come over and help me sweep this up and i was like yeah okay anything else you want doing before i leave oh yeah well the batteries in my outdoor clock need changing and i need a light changing in my fridge and i was like fucking hell man it's just <laughs> it just starts with one thing and then ends up with like a long list but today it was like i went over to help her tidy the allotment 
And then as I was trying to leave, she was like, um, well, not not trying to leave, but I was like, do you need anything else doing while I'm here? And she was like, um, well, if you wouldn't mind just um, just washing the greenhouse. And I was like, washing the greenhouse? <laughs> what do you mean? Why didn't you ask me to do that earlier? What are you talking about, woman? And I was like, it's about to rain, isn't it, Nan? She was like, no, it stopped now. I was like, all oh, right, okay, get the hose then. So I was out there scrubbing a bloody greenhouse this afternoon. Love that for you. How has your day been? Mine's just been, I'm trying to be peacemaker within my family because obviously my sister lives with my nan and granddad now because we lost our parents. I live with my boyfriend, but because my sister lives with my nan and granddad and her boyfriend, they just get they, t- they tend to get under each other's feet and get in a lot of arguments and today yeah today was just one of them days and I woke up and um she was like let me FaceTime you and she did and it was just her and my nan shouting at each other and I was like oh my god I don't want to get involved, but I have to get involved because... You're playing the mediator. Yeah. yeah. They both have really, like, fiery tempers. Like, my nan... My nan will just snap, but Ez will just get really worked up, whereas I'm more like... I'll just, like, sit back and just let it happen. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't rise to it, because what's the point? I don't want to argue with people. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm also a little bit stressed out because... Ooh. Did you hear that lorry just go past? Yeah. Jeez. I, um, seconds before we re- started recording, I had a phone call off my mum and she's just been to pick my um, 11-year-old sister up from school and uh, she was so excited to go to school today because all the kids have come back and it's like the first day she gets to see her friends in person for weeks and weeks and weeks and she, my mum was saying that she was proper looking forward to going back to school today. And... Um, She's just been to pick her up and she's been given a letter that says she has to self-isolate now for 10 days, was it? Yeah. And she was asking if I could watch her while she's not at school. But the school have said, like, my mum and um, my stepdad are allowed to continue going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they have got if they can get childcare, you know, which is, to, you. <laughs> which is me. So yeah. it's like now for the next 10 days, I'll be watching my, my younger sister. So in the coming weeks, we might have a we might have a I little guess. we might have an eleven year old guest yeah. telling us her perspective of of the uh, the panorama. Joe's mom rang and he answered the phone, and she went, "Oh, can you do me a favour?" And Joe was already it's so a... stressed out yeah. that he just sat there with his hand over his face, like, "What now? Please, God, what now?" Yeah, because before she before she rang, I was just having a little bit of a moan to Jody about how I've got like because uh, I'm on furlough I'm getting 80% of my wages but it's like all the bills and car insurance and everything all stays the same and it's it, like I've got money going out faster than I've got it coming in so I was just having a bit of a, a bit of a rant to Jody about how like I haven't even paid our rent this month and I've got like just enough in my bank account to cover it at the minute but then it's like later on down in the month I've still got bills to pay and I was just having a bit of a bit of a vent and a rant, and, um, and then my mum rang and she was like, "Hi, can you do me a favour? It's it's a bit of an ask." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, no problem, mother." <laughs> but I mean, it's just a shit time for everyone, I think. But I think the last couple of days for me in particular have been quite, yeah. quite not challenging, but just testing. Yeah, quite taxing on yeah. the old uh, the old grey matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, look on the bright side. At least you're not still in a pyramid scheme. Way! <laughs> okay, let's get into it. We ran up. Well, a- yeah, because today that's we we did a poll on Twitter. Didn't yeah, we? we ran a poll on Twitter. Only got eight votes. Only got eight. But so thanks to the eight people that voted. Yes, if you voted, you're a real one. Were Thank you. One you. Of them? I don't think I did. Did you vote in it? I can't remember. <laughs> so thanks to the seven people. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the options were. Joe I, was think in it, a I think scheme. it was quite a good idea though doing that. Yeah, we're trying like, to like up our engagement because we've got we've got loads of topics that we want to talk about. But it's just like now we we just want to know what sort of one not necessarily what order to do them in, but it's like we just want feedback from from people who listen, you know. Yeah. So the option that won was Joe was in a pyramid scheme, which technically is not true because it was an MLM. What's the difference? Right, I'm gonna get into it. I'm very passionate because you, you about st- this subject. You do you st- you is, no, hang on. English. Oh. Let me just. I'm having a break. Joe's um. Joe's not with it today. MLM. It stands for multi-level marketing. Yes, that is correct. So, what is the difference? But do you? This is part of your. I'm uni- getting. Yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm writing my work. dissertation. Okay. My master's dissertation is on. Even though I'm doing criminology and MLMs are legal, I'm basically writing a dissertation on why I think they should be illegal. Okay. So, so you are pretty qualified for this subject i don't know if i'm qualified i haven't written the dissertation yet but i have put a lot of time and energy into research um so basically the main difference between an mlm and a pyramid scheme is with an mlm there's product okay like um or services like avon or yeah um, body shop yeah and whereas a pyramid scheme you get money through recruiting yeah. With an MLM. That's what I was in. That's what it was. A pyramid scheme. Well, it was um, like people would manage teams. Yeah. So they, with an MLM, get... you can get money with recruiting, but it's not illegal because there is a product involved. Oh, okay. Well, we were selling a... Well, it wasn't really a product. It was... Or a service. Well, it wasn't even a service, really. What the company that I worked for, can I say them? Or will... Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> or will, will I get... Will I be sued for defamation Probably. and slander there's a lot of different um companies that run this exact business model oh okay well the company that i worked for were based in the jewelry quarter in birmingham mm-hmm. um and it was like i don't even know how i got into it to be fair let's not get into it first because i want to explain the differences oh. and then i want to ask you how you got into it and we'll go through the whole story oh, i've got specific things i want to know so oh, okay <laughs> this really interests me okay I realised one day, because for ages, like, ever since I've known Joe, when he had this job, I never understood what it was. I just thought it was a normal job. And he would, he lived in, like, Brown Hills at the time, and he would get the bus every day to and from Birmingham to the Jewellery Quarter, which is, like, how long on the bus? It was, I would have to get a bus from um, Brown Hills to Birmingham and then walk from the city centre to the Jewellery Quarter. So it was, like... um, probably an hour an hour and a half on the bus mm-hmm. in the morning and then an hour and a, hour and a half on the bus at night time mm-hmm. but it was like because i was about how old was i about 17 18 yeah. ish yeah. probably around about that age i had like a, a little bus pass thing so mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it was pretty cheap to get there but it was a, a bloody good journey yeah. especially for the amount of money that i was on yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. I didn't know about the, how he was getting paid or anything. We'll get into that. But as I've been looking more and more into MLMs in the recent years, I was putting two and two together and I was thinking about how Joe described that job. And I FaceTimed him one day and I was like, Joe, I think you were in a pyramid scheme. Because although it's not technically a pyramid scheme, it's very similar, an MLM structure, to how a pyramid scheme works. That's why there's high turnover. That's why there's not a lot of... There's actually research that 99% of people in pyramid schemes don't make money. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Um, if anyone at home is like, what the hell is going on? I'm so confused. Basically, things like Avon is, a, is an MLM where distributors are recruited to sell the product. Um, but most of your money is either made through recruiting others to be in that MLM. I don't yeah, actually know if Avon pushes recruiting. Well, they probably don't. They probably don't anymore, but I, it's that sort of a thing where yeah. it's like if you tell ten, if you tell ten of yeah. your friends to sign up and become a distributor as yeah. well, you know we can make you regional sales executive. That's the thing; it, it, it's a pyramid structure because basically, when you recruit others, you're their upline, and whatever sales they make, you get a cut of. Mm. And you, you, it's often obvious it's an MLM if you have to pay to sign up. Yeah. I don't know if you had to because it's kind of a different... Um, the one that Joe was in wasn't like direct sales where you're at home on your phone like a, like a hun. They're called the huns. Oh, like you sell like unique and stuff. Where you're messaging people trying to recruit them. Say, hey hun, do you want to work for this business? Work on your own hours and all this. But the catch is you make hardly any money because you, you paid on commission and... Um, only a small amount of commission and most of your money comes from recruiting because you get a cut of your downline sales then and but your upline gets a cut of your sales so all the money goes upwards uh, right, and people okay. at the bottom hardly make any money so when you're in something like that is it your responsibility to like buy the product as well to sell yeah you have to buy the product um a lot of mlms because have... i know i know some people do like the sort of um the like the body, body product shop, the yeah. body shop stuff that's like um mm-hmm. oh shea butter and yeah. cocoa scrubs and all that yeah. but they sort of like take orders off people yeah and then it's like they they get it to order mm-hmm. so it's like if, if they get 10 orders for one product and 12 for another yeah. or do they order stock and then just sort of sell it I think it I think it depends which MLM it is I can't speak for every MLM but I know some MLMs to to remain an active presenter or an active seller, you have to buy a certain amount of product each month. So essentially, the the seller is the buyer, is the customer, because it, they have to um, buy enough product to stay a seller, but they may not be able to move it. So at the end of the day, they've just bought all this product so they can remain a seller. So it's just a big <clears throat> con, basically. Basically, it's just... It's possible to move up if you in the 1%. I think to be successful you have to get in very early and get a lot of people underneath you because basically at the bottom of the pyramid the um people just drop out yeah. constantly. The overturn is mad which you were saying about this job that you had. But your job was was similar but different because the structure's the same but it wasn't working from home on your phone selling makeup or whatever you were actually going door to door trying to sell what was it well um when i worked there i worked there for about three months i think Mm -hmm. it was three months too long if you ask me (laughs) but it was um 
we were we weren't selling anything in particular. It was we were asking people to um, sign up to like a um, a direct debit donation to um, a White Cross pet charity. Yeah. So we weren't selling like insulation or mm-hmm. any products or anything. We were ask, we were literally asking people for their account number and mm-hmm. sort code. Yeah. You know, we gave them the whole spiel of. It's only your account number and sort code. With that information, we can only take money out. We can't, I mean, we can only take out a set amount yeah. that you agree to, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 sort of thing. And if you don't like it, contact your bank and they'll cancel it. Mm-hmm. And it was like we got paid commission on how many people we got, how many bank informations of people that we got and how many people retained the direct debit. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of the time you would go out on the day and get all these sales quote-unquote sales come back give it turn in your paperwork and then like a week later you would find out that like 70 percent of them have all terminated the direct debit because they just wanted you off their lawn (laughs) so basically companies like that are offering free labor to big companies because you own they only have to pay for the sales you make they're not paying for the hours you're on the street knocking people's doors they only pay for the successful sign-ups that you get so basically it's free labor because you're just spending all day walking around the streets of Birmingham knocking on people's doors after after having traveled like over an hour in it's just not worth the time for you or the effort and they don't care if you quit because they'll just have the next load of like naive young people through the door oh yeah it was very like um, I want to say like a cult mentality. Yeah, that's the thing. People, I was watching. This is how I realised Joe was in one. Um, I was watching this documentary on YouTube called Devil Corp. Is it Corp? Was it Core? Short for Corporation, I think. Yeah, I think it is Devil Core. Yeah, um, and I've completely forgot where I was going. What did you say? Oh, that, it's very cult mentality <laughs> yeah. that you have like morning meetings where they all like chant and stuff like that. Yeah, we used to have we used to have to get to the office at um, I think nine o'clock, um, and then we would have sort of morning meetings until about eleven, in which we would stay with our our team leader. Um, mine was a, a nice chap called Charles, um, and we had our, our little set team, our gang, and we had like. Picture, like um pictures on the wall mm-hmm. of like um our goals um what are they called like m- not mood boards that sort yeah. of thing it was like um what do you want to achieve in the next year what do you want to achieve in the next 5 years what do you want to achieve in the next 10 years it was that sort of a brainwashing mm-hmm. almost and it was like we would come in and we would have right guys let's all let's all absolutely smash it today yeah mm-hmm. yeah we are the be- like, yeah it was that it was the thing is, as well, with the failure rate of MLMs, with the failure rate of people of being able to even make money, um, that cult mentality gets really harmful because if you then complain, this is too hard, I can't make money, this is not working for me, then they're like, well, that's your fault, you're not trying hard enough, yeah. you couldn't do it. Yeah, and it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because when you're there in that environment although I was only in it for a short amount of time mm-hmm. there was people who were in there before me and there's people that were still there when I left that you know they're like while you're there they become your friends and because you're there all day every day mm-hmm. like I got to the office at nine in the morning 
we um, would do the morning meetings until about 11, 12-ish. Mm-hmm. Then we would have like an hour for lunch and then we would go and hit the streets, go knocking people's doors, go in to wherever we were in the world. And then at the end of the day, we weren't allowed home. We had to report back to the office to hand in all of our paperwork yeah. rather than even if I'd come from um, Birmingham and we'd been knocking doors in Aldridge, I would have to go back to Birmingham to then go back back yeah. the same direction home. Yeah. So it was such a it was so long winded and just a crazy experience. But it's like when you when you're there all day, every day for that amount of time, we were out on the streets knocking until about eight o'clock on the night. In the like in like the dark. So why would... So how many hours a day were you working? <sighs> Depends what you define as working. Were you from when you left the house to when you got home? Um easily about 13 and then so 13 hours five times a week was it yeah and then how much were you pulling in every week um i had a base base rate pay of 150 pound a week that surprises me that you even got that that was you get that minimum that's if you get zero sales in a week you'll get 150 pound if you get um that, no, it's between zero and six sales. So if you get more than six sales, mm-hmm. that's when you start to earn commission. Mm-hmm. And your commission can be anywhere between like 30 and 50% or something. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much the person signs up for on the direct debit. Mm-hmm. So the more the person chooses to donate, the more you make on your commission, which is crazy for like a, a charity thing to do, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. But also I find it interesting that your sort of MLM that you got involved in you weren't the ones who were encouraged to recruit. It was just your company who was constantly recruiting. Because with MLMs where you are working from home trying to sell product, you're off. You're the ones recruiting others. But your the way that your one worked was that I think a lot of naive people come to it thinking it's a normal sales job. Yeah. Kids who don't know what an MLM is. Yeah. Well, that's. That's how it was sort of... And adver- then taken advantage of. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was sort of like advertised, if you like. Yeah. Somebody rang me up. Her name was... Oh, I can't remember her name. That's but- something else to watch out for. If someone rings you up out of the blue and asks if you want a sales position, it's probably an MLM. <laughs> I don't think it was out the blue. I think it must have been something I applied for. I must have okay. just been applying for jobs left, right and bloody centre. Yeah. But this lady rang me up and she was like, oh, yeah, we've got a, we've got a sales position available in the jewellery quarter do you want to go for an interview? And I was like, yeah, okay, I will. So I went and it was, you know, they sort of told me what it was about. And I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. I don't mind doing that. Um, but it was, it was, it was just ridiculous. What Looking back, like retrospectively, it's crazy. I would never do it now. Yeah. But it was like, I would leave the house at like nine in the morning or I would have to get to the office at nine or something. And it, I was like on the bus for an hour. And then I would have to report back to the office at like eight, after eight o'clock at, on the evening. And then take a journey home. So I wasn't getting home until like 11, half 11 at night, Mm -hmm. especially if the buses are running late or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like my dad had, um, at this time, my dad was seeing a woman um, and he would, half the time he was at her house. Mm -hmm. So I would get home and my dinner would have been made hours ago and just been like in the oven, Mm -hmm. covered in tin foil and like gone cold and soggy. Did your dad not say this is not right, This the way that this company's operating? Did he fuck? (laughs) He didn't give a shit. He was just like, you're earning money, so that's good. But he he just, but my dad's not like that anyway. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about that. (laughs) We're not talking about my daddy issues right now. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Well... I just think it's interesting how there's lots of different forms. This this 
um, structure can take. Mm. But the thing is, there's only so many levels that you can have in a pyramid scheme or an MLM before it's it exceeds the population of the earth. So it's <laughs> it's de- basically it's destined to collapse. It's a it's not that many levels either. You'd think it was a large yeah. number, but it's not. I can't remember what it was, but obviously research on my dissertation, I wrote it in my proposal. Um schemes like this are meant to keep the people at the top rich and exploit the labour of people at the bottom. Yeah. Well, when I was there there was people in the office who were like the team leaders, if you like. Um and they were like a select few. And they they were all, they would all talk about like oh yeah well if we keep if we hit this many sales and if we do this many this month, you know in five months time I'll have my own office yeah I'll be running I'll be doing exactly what the yeah. boss is doing but I'll be doing it myself mm-hmm. and I'll be doing it in my own office in London mm-hmm. and I was like oh right okay well ring me when that happens yeah. <laughs> I think it is, I'm not going to say it's not possible to progress upwards because obviously it is, but it, you have to dedicate so much of your time and energy for so little money to progress in this company that it's just not worth it. Exactly. But because of the cult mentality and the whole, we can do this, we'll get to this point, and how they all, they make you feel like it's down to you. And if you're not succeeding, even though it's an impossible, it's pretty much impossible job then it's your fault because everyone knows people who knock on your door and try and sell you stuff. No one's interested. Yeah. Maybe old people who want to chat, but they don't really want to buy what you're selling. Yeah. Can I, um, should we start from the beginning and I'll, cause we'll actually, I'll tell you about like the interview process. Yeah. But let me just say, first of all, for anyone who's listening, if you're number, can I just give a warning? Yeah, avoid, avoid these things. If someone's in your inbox on Instagram, hi girl, or boy whatever we've got a great business opportunity yeah. for you can, maybe i can send you some products just and you tell can, them to sit on it and spin just ignore it because they will say all this stuff like you seem perfect for this role it's a it's an mlm which is basically a legal pyramid scheme they'll try and tell you it's not but it is and it's just you working constantly they'll say you can make your own hours do it in your spare time but it's not you have to grind constantly push products on everyone you know Everyone will hate you because you'll start to try and recruit all your friends and your family and you'll look at them as potential customers instead of your friends and family. Do not do this job. And also, if you're on job sites, just be really wary because you could end up in Joe's position where they'll say it's a sales position, but you just need to like look it into it. Because it could just be an MLM where you're commission based and you're just working for nothing. Yeah, I think the key thing to do is like obviously research the company first. Yeah. Um, and if it's if there's a lot of um, sort of uh, not negativity, but in my case, it was like the the company approached. Well, I was approached by the this lady, that's, and she. That's quite common from what I've read. She told me the company name, and I was like looking them up, and there wasn't a lot of online presence. They they didn't have a yeah. website. They didn't have. A thing and then when I got there and they sort of explained to me it's like we're well we're a company who work for other companies yeah well so it's like they were paid by the they were paid by this white cross pet charity to go out and do all the the legwork unethical especially for a charity to do but often um but we gave people free fridge magnets for signing up fucking fair wage though do (laughs) you this is the thing I've got holes in my shoes that's enough for me um I keep forgetting my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> you keep putting me off. Where am I going with this? What were you saying? Um, I don't know. Should we just get into it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Shall we start at the beginning? Yeah, how did you find this job listing? Well, it, I can't remember how I found the job listing, but it, it was like a, a time when I was starting to look for work. Yeah. So I was just applying for whatever I could, really. Mm-hmm. And um, I went, uh, I got the phone call, like I said, off this lady. She told me about the position in the jewellery quarter. So I went over and um, I had a meeting and um, the team leader took me to um, a coffee shop over the road from the offices and he was he sat me down and he was telling me about the job and talking to me like he was my mate and oh yeah well I think you'd be great at this because you've got you know you've got the gift of the gab you know how to talk to people blah 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 and I was like oh, Charles <laughs> 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 no but um, he was just like obviously bigging me up and then I went to the office and had a, a chat with the office manager yeah and he was like all oh, right okay when can you start and I was like. Oh whenever you want that's the thing they have such high turnover that they're just constantly oh god yeah we i there was several times i worked there i think between september october and november so it was like autumn coming winter it was cold and dark yeah when we were out on the streets and we would have people turn up in the morning like hi guys this is gary it's his first day Hi, Gary. Welcome, Gary. Join us. <laughs> One of us. Yeah. No, we were like, hi, Gary. You know, welcome to the welcome to the family. Um, we're going to go out today and we're going to absolutely kill it, aren't we, guys? Yeah. 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 Woo. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, we and then we would go out and um, we would have our lunch. We'd decide where we're going for the day, get out on the street, and then we would all separate and go and knock doors. And then we would um, occasionally, like every couple of hours or so, agree to meet up somewhere and talk and, you know, have a, something to eat and a drink. And it was usually outside a corner shop or something. Mm-hmm. We'd say, OK, guys, meet here at like five o'clock and we'll have a sandwich and a Ribena or something. And we would meet up. And there was there was more times that I could I care to count where we would turn up and we, I'd be like, where's where's Gary gone? And they'd be like, oh, he went home. Yeah. He's quit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's. He's he's but he's been knocking doors for like three hours. Like he's just quit, and they were like, they were like, yeah, he can't hack it. And I was like, That's oh right, okay. Put the blame onto you, but it's genuinely a horrific job, I imagine. Yeah. Um, you are quite confident. You are so beautiful. Sorry. Go on, and the rest. To me. <laughs> no, but you're quite a confident lad, so I feel like it's not as daunting for you as it would have been for me. I would have never been cut out for that shit. Oh, God, yeah. And some of the areas, we were in, like, some proper sketchy areas around Birmingham, yeah. knocking people's doors in the dark. Anything could have... If you yeah. were, like, a young, vulnerable... They don't care about you. If you were, like... if Well, if I was, like, a 17-year-old girl knocking doors in the dark, yeah. anything could have happened, you know? So you were off on your own, like, you didn't go... Stay close to each other. A lot of the time, yeah. Well, we'd be sort of in pairs on the same street, but we weren't like knocking doors. We weren't knocking the same doors, yeah. you know. And sometimes if I was, say if I was in a pair with somebody and I was chatting to some, if I was chatting to Brenda at 74, mm-hmm. we would take like, I would take one side of the street and the other person would take the other. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to write, we had, we had a, <laughs> we had a little scrap of paper that we would sort of um write down the numbers of the doors that did an answer so we knew who to go back and knock again oh my god and we had to keep a tally of how many people we spoke to and it it was a whole thing um but if i was if i was talking to somebody say i was chatting to brenda at 74 Mm -hmm. and the person i was in a team with was uh over the road they would just carry on carry on and just keep going 
um, and just work their way down the houses. So it, oftentimes we sort of like uh, one person would be talking and making a sales pitch and whatever, and the other person was just carrying on. So a lot of the time you were by yourself, yeah, which is like scary in the dark yeah. as well. Um, and there was a there was one time when I um, knocked somebody's door, this little old man, and he invited me in, and like I sat on the sofa and I was giving him the whole. Uh, the whole sales pitch of like, yeah, well, we're not taking, we're not asking for any money up front, you know. It's just, um, we're just asking you to give some information, and then your bank will be in contact with you and all that sort of thing. And he invited me into his house, and I sat on the sofa, and he was just talking to me, and it was, it was just like, at the time, I think it was close to when I was quitting, mm-hmm. but he he had lo- lo- loads of World War Two memorabilia, and he was showing me his medals, and he was just a nice guy. Guilty then? Yeah, I felt guilty. I didn't. I didn't sign. I was in the house for like an hour and a half, and I didn't. I didn't sign him up because yeah. I felt bad, and it was just nice to be off my feet that one time. But it. It was just like how how like this old man is so vulnerable. If yeah. I was if I wasn't myself, if I was somebody else, you could have definitely got him to sign up if you had no morals, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if I was one of the predators that I worked with, they could have easily like convinced this guy What's to give people? over his bank over bank information. So there was people you worked with who were really into that cult mentality who would do anything to sign someone up. Absolutely. And it was mainly the team leaders. Yeah, because they've been in this so long that they've sunk so much into this that they just need to make money at this point. Yeah, I was. I, there was one time when I was with my team leader, and I was sort of, I was saying to him like, I don't feel that confident. I'm not getting that many sales, and he was like, Come with me, and uh, we knocked on the door, and it would be like, and as soon as you do that, if somebody's got a dog, the dog goes, Yeah, <laughs> and then he looked at me and he was like, If you if you hear a dog barking, it's like because it's a pet charity. Yeah. He was like, You can pull on their heartstrings in. Yeah. How would you feel if your pet was taken away from you? How would you feel if blah 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 blah? If your pet was in um if your pet was injured in an accident and you had to take it to the vets and it couldn't be you couldn't afford the healthcare, that's what the charity's for, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It was that sort of like g- tricking people, really. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Because you this company's only getting paid for the sales that you make. So you are not getting paid for spending all this time knocking doors, the labour that you're doing, the man hours that you're putting in. So the only thing that's important to them is making the sale. I know it's a charity, but it is a sale at the end of the day. And when people... Do you, know, do you ever wonder what that people... Uh, like, if they're doing this during COVID? Um, No, not really, because I don't think they're allowed. It's just interesting, but... Whenever I've had someone knock on my door since I've become more... At least not to the effect of what I was doing. Yeah. Knocking doors, getting people and to going sign up in. to a pet charity. But yeah. people are doing MLMs at home. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's all different types. But whenever someone knocks on my door trying to sell me something, I feel like just... This sounds really condescending. I don't mean it to... But I feel like just like giving them some money and saying, this is for you. Yeah. You need to go and get a job that's not exploiting you. And I'm so sorry that you've had to walk around all day doing this shit. Just because like, you yeah. say that they're exploit, you expl- like they exploit older people. You can or someone with pets. You can like prey on their, you know, weaknesses. But they were preying on yours because you were a young kid. You have no idea what's ethical, what's right in the business world, how employees should be treated. And so you were just like, yeah, this is a job, one hundred and fifty quid a week when you were working thirteen hours a day, including travel. That is absolutely unbelievable. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to remember at the time it was my fir- it was like my first proper regularly paid job. Yeah. Before that, I'd only ever worked on the market stall in Warsaw Town, which yeah. was paid like cash in hand every week. Yeah. But um, it was like my first job and I was like, all right, £150 a week. I'm making more than any of my mates are at the minute. Yeah. They're all at you sixth form. You know what you should be making, basically. Yeah, that. they're all at sixth form or at college, not earning anything. And I'm out here on the streets grafting my bum off, getting £150 a week. Yeah. I'm absolutely balling, I am. Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But like looking back now, it is it is quite quite um, bad, quite quite bad. The documentary I watched though, folk, that Devil Court one, mm. focused on basically. I think this is more of an American phenomenon. But you know when you go into a, a store and there'll be someone doing a product demonstration. Yeah, like free samples. Or like they'll be like, buy this now. Like you. They're like trying to shift loads of product and they'll be like, wow, look at this. Like, a, you know, it's not very common over here, but yeah. in America, they'll be like in a Walmart or something. I don't know. Like that, um, like that guy who tells the, the, the duct tape that like he slams it on a leaking water thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like shitty see, as seen on TV shit. It's and like, it, mate, you're literally selling duct tape. Yeah. They'll do a product demonstration. Or no, this is Barry Scott's water <laughs> tape. It works on anything. They'll do a product demonstration. But it's similar to yours, how it was door-to-door sale, but it's it's based on the amount of product they shift. Mm. And they will have to, like, learn the selling technique. Like, it's drummed into them how to sell to people. Oh, yeah. When I was there, we had, like, a... Not like, it wasn't necessarily a script, but we had certain steps to follow when we were talking to somebody. And it was like, you do your, hello, how are you? And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I see you've got a dog. Um how would you feel? And it's like you, yeah. you go through all these steps in your mind. And I, I'm not very good at rehearsed conversation. Yeah, I, I can't think like, oh, well, I've got to talk about this. I've got to talk about this. I've got to talk about this. It's like I've got to, I was just, and I, I wasn't very good at bringing the steps in and then making it seem natural. Yeah. Like, because it just wasn't a natural conversation, me mm-hmm. trying to get somebody's bank account and mm-hmm. sort code. Like I felt, I felt bad asking for it because I would never give it. I would never give that over at the door. Yeah. So I was like, how can I? How can I expect people to give it to me if I wouldn't give it to them? I've been approached by someone on the street in Birmingham or something like that, and I signed up because there wouldn't. They were so persistent, and I'm quite a shy person. And then I got home and immediately cancelled it. Yeah. Um. But this devil court thing is basically the same thing, but it was just people doing product demonstrations in the store and trying to sell these products. It's just like, it's a similar thing to where you were like, well, you can move up to district manager or whatever. All these people are trying to hustle to move up the the pyramid and get like, oh, you can be, then you can be this, then you can be this, then you can be this. And it's like, it just doesn't happen for most people. Like with MLMs where you sell like Unique or Avon or whatever, the goal is to get a really big downline and recruit and then get your recruits to recruit because then you're making their money is coming upwards to you. You yeah. see what I mean? Yeah, I know I know I'm not, I know what you're saying. It's just but, uh, so unethical because people at the bottom are working all the all the fucking time for like no money and they and it just creates strain for your friends and family. They prey on young women, they prey on like, there's one called Herbalife in the US. Like, young single mums who are at yeah. home with lots of time on their yeah. hands. And, like, need money. The, the, it, there's a MLM in in uh, the US called Herbalife, I think. 
it's that or a different one. And they... Should we redact that? No. <laughs> I feel like... This I, is well documented. In, like, there's Vice documentaries and stuff yeah. on it. No, I know, but I feel like since episode one, I feel like we have to we have to try and work in the word redacted into every episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is all our opinion. <laughs> yeah, these are not the fact... These are not the opinions of the BBC. <laughs> no, they're just the opinions of two dumb bitches, but... Speak for yourself. Okay, I will. I'm I a feel, stupid bitch. <laughs> I also feel like this has been quite a heavy episode. This has. We've like not laughed at all, but I'm so. But this is what you're doing. Your, this is what you're doing. Your university work on. Yeah. So you're quite passionate about it, and it's like such a serious topic. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we need to try and be funny. So let's make some jokes. <laughs> okay. Tell me a joke. Oh my god, James. The other day, I was laughing in bed to myself the other day because I remembered something he said in my chat with him and Georgia. He said they were telling not not jokes, and he and G said, "Who's there?" And he just put Runip. <laughs> and you know that what? is such a classic. I know it's a classic, but just James just makes me laugh so much, and I could just imagine him saying it. And I remembered it when I was lying in bed at like two a.m. and I was just like, James. James will make jokes and they'll come back to me and I'll just be like, like I was washing my face the other night, like crying into my flannel because of something James had sent to me. He's should we do it? it? Should we do it? Knock, knock. Who's there? Run up. Run up. <laughs> <laughs> knock, Thanks, knock. James. Who's there? Shitty mish. <laughs> Shitty mish. Shitty mish. Shitty mish. Shitty mish. Okay, you're done. Sorry. Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, I can't think of another one. Oh, okay. <laughs> something that ends in it. We've also got something else to speak about this week. Joe gets duped a fucking lot. Swear to God, there's this target on your head. Oh, yeah. Same I had idiot, try and take advantage of me. Oh, how, <laughs> how so? Because well, people knocked on his door and were like, hi, we're from Ikea. We're yeah, somebody... Not, some, I was The other day, I was, I was stood in the kitchen doing the washing up and um, I heard a knock at the door. So I went and opened it. And some guy was like, hi, mate, I've just come to do your um, like your assessment of your new kitchen from Ikea. And I said, what? And he was like, yeah, I've just come to take your measurements and uh, just assess your, your kitchen, your new kitchen. I said, I haven't ordered a new kitchen. I don't know what you're on about. And he was, and he, he read out my address. And I said, oh, um, what's, what postcode have you got down there? Because my address is really common. Mm-hmm. There's one in Warsaw, there's one in Pelsall, there's, there's Where I live, there's like hundreds of the same address. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what postcode have you got, mate? And he said, he said my postcode. And I was like, oh, well, you, your information she, must she be wrong. who the, the name that the order was under. Well, I didn't think to do that. I, was, I just wanted to get him gone. Um, so I was like, oh, well, that, that's this address, but it's wrong. I haven't ordered a kitchen. And he went, okay, no problem. I'll leave you to it. Shut the door. And he fucked off. And then about three days later, I was in bed and um, there was a bang, bang, bang at the door. And um, our bedroom window is right above the front door. So I opened the bedroom window, like, n- still naked because I've just been woken up by the banging. And there was three blokes at the door. One of them was on crutches and two of them had, like, the blue face masks on so I couldn't see what they looked like. Mm-hmm. But they were just dressed in, like, tracksuit, dirty, you know, tradie clothes. And they were like, oh, you're right, mate. We've come to um, sort out your, your IKEA kitchen. And I was like, I don't know what... I'd- Somebody knocked my door the other day and said about this, and I don't know what it's on about. And um, he went, well, one of the guys went, oh, he knows about it then. And I was like, yeah, he knocked my door, had said to me something about an IKEA kitchen. I told him he's got the wrong address, and then he left. And they were like, oh, right, okay. Well, I'll leave you to it. But, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily like a scam or an MLM, 
but no, if not, I was like, but if they're, I, they're trying to rob you, <laughs> well, I didn't let them in because obviously the front door was locked. I but, reckon this is my theory. The first guy was scoping out to see who lived here, and they were like, "It's just this little kid, this little like young dude. He ain't gonna be no threat." And then they were they've come back to like I don't know. I think they're trying to scope you out. Well, I told them to bloody do one anyway. I was like, I don't know what you're on about, guys. We haven't ordered a kitchen. And um, when I told you lot about it, you were all like, report it, yeah, report it, report it. Ben's mum's like, call the police. <laughs> I, was like, I, I didn't call the police and I didn't report it. But I, I, because where we live, it's my stepdad's house. It's like his, his property, X, Y, Z. Um, and I thought, well, maybe because my stepdad and my mum have recently moved house, I thought maybe they'd been to Ikea, seen one they liked and just put their just put this address down mm-hmm. and then some it's obviously been passed to like a third party and somebody's trying to f- push through the sale so i wanted to speak to them before i did anything and i spoke to my mom and she was like no we haven't been to ikea to look at kitchens and i was like oh well somebody's knocking on your door to say you have sounds sketchy to me i didn't ask i should have you're right i should have asked the name you should have been like silly this, joe you should have been like on the second dude's turn up, you should have been like, the police are on their way <laughs> and see how they react. Because if they were really from Ikea, they'd be like, okay, we'll wait for him and explain what's going on. But if there weren't, they would have been like, yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there um, anything else you wanted to ask me about the MLM? Yeah, um, there is. How did you end up leaving? Oh, well, I, it was. it got to about November and it was getting darker and darker and wetter and wetter and colder and colder. And I wasn't getting any... It was a dark, stormy night. On a dark, dark lane, on a dark, dark night, lived a dark, dark house. Uh, Do you remember that? Lived a dark house? Do you remember that storybook? And it was like about skeletons and stuff. Was it the skeleton? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Anyway. um... Was it the skeletons? (laughs) (laughs) No, it, it got to like November and I'd been there for about three months and obviously when I started they were like yeah if you work hard enough in three months time you'll have this and and it was like I wasn't seeing any reward and I was getting tired and I was getting depressed and I was getting frustrated with the job so I literally woke up one of the days and I called my team leader and I was like I'm Charles I'm not coming in and he was like all right okay well uh will you be in tomorrow I said I doubt it I'm quitting I literally just made the phone call and he was like, oh, okay, sorry to hear that. Just, it wasn't a long conversation. They, they just accept it because they're so used to turnover. Yeah, exactly. But it was like, the I, I was probably one of their longest lasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three months you were like, I'm the longest lasting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> employee of the year. It just speaks to how bad this whole thing is. Yeah. Besides like the team leaders and stuff, I was probably the one who stuck around the longest. Yeah. Like, obviously, like we were saying earlier about the cult mentality and you do become friends with everyone. Like, because I was only there a short amount of time and we'd spent so much time together that, like, I'd built up this relationship with one lady and she was, like, inviting me to her wedding and stuff. And I was like, you need to relax. Like, I don't even know you. (laughs) I would just say, if you're at home listening and you didn't know about any of this, number one, it's really interesting. If you go on YouTube and type in MLM, there's so much... Like, there's been a boom on YouTube recently of information about this because people are coming out and sharing in their stories beforehand people didn't because they would make you feel guilty when you left and you would feel ashamed that you didn't rock the business it's kind of like kind of like scientology it's like yeah. when you get when you leave scientology they get like get, yeah because when like there's whole 
not to not to speak out against Scientology. I don't want them. I don't want them to create like a hate site about me now. It's all right. I was watching something with Leah Remini, and she was talking oh, about. I, she's got a podcast now, Leah Remini, about Scientology. Has she? Yeah, it's fantastic. You should listen to it. Okay, well, let's not plug other people's okay. podcasts. <laughs> but, but Leah Remini, we need um, we need you to start paying us for this promo. Leah Remini, will you please be a guest on this podcast? I'm obsessed with you. Okay, <laughs> Do you think it's you out can there. Get Leah Remini. Let's put it out there. Let's manifest. Um, but yeah, just go on YouTube, type in MLM. Um, there's. The thing is, as well, don't buy from MLMs. Don't support them. I know you think you're supporting your friend and their small business. It's not their business. They're working for an MLM who has taken advantage of them, and you supporting them is just carrying on this delusion that they're going to be successful within it, and they're probably not. So even I'm just really disappointed in the body shop for going down the MLM route because they just used to be a storefront, and now they're going MLM route as well. I'm disgusted, quite frankly, so I've stopped supporting. I am disgusted. Because although... The body shop products are probably quite good. Do you want to support a company which takes advantage of people for their labour? Well, the thing is, right, I I don't shop at the body shop, but um, Adam's auntie has got like quite sensitive skin and sensitive hair, so she can only use body shop products. I don't know if that's been drummed into her as like... Yeah because you've got sensitive hair you can only use this yeah. product or if it's she's used trial and error i don't know but when it comes to christmas or birthday she we're like oh what are we going to get your auntie oh another trip to the body shop to get her some vitamin c shampoo well yeah. to that i would just say but none of their stuff is like medical it's all just like yeah. herbal it's herbal the stuff that you can get anywhere mlms as well distributors will make f- false claims because the company is not liable for any bullshit that they spew so like there's one that's um I think it's like Young Living or something. It's like oils, like essential oils. And they'll claim it will, like, cure cancer. They'll claim it can cure corona. And because... (laughs) Good luck! Because because the the distributors are not... Whatever they say, is like the company cannot be held liable for it. So they can just make whatever claims they want. So just do not trust what these people are shilling to you. They're just trying to get you money or to get you to sign up. Don't do it. All right, okay, geez. I think, do you want no, to go outside for a fag or no, something? My, I, know, I know people who are involved in it and I've tried to like say things to them. and be, I don't want to sound like a bitch and be like, like I'm, you know, coming here and telling them what they're doing with their life or what, what they should be doing. But I just think it's... I'm just frustrated watching them get sucked up into it. And then you're on Facebook and you uh thingies except uh wants you to like this group and it'll be them like selling like body shop unique. Knock if someone asks you if you want a perfume that smells like this or the perfume, they'll oh I've got all these perfumes that dupe these fancy perfumes. Probably an MLM. Oh right, okay. Well There's so many things that you wouldn't realise are an MLM. I think the 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 point of what we're trying to get across is just be careful. Yeah, and I would say about your auntie, maybe that is the only thing she could use, and I'm not trying to be like, well, don't use it if it's the only thing that she can use. But I would, I would encourage her to look into other things if possible. Yeah, I think she's. I don't know if she's just um, funny or whatever, or if she's got sensitive. I really, I really don't know. But when it comes to like Christmas, she get she gives us a list of like. Um, well, my nan orders from Avon all the time, and I'm not going to tell her to stop because like she. My nan just uses Avon all the time, but I won't order from Avon. Yeah. I just want young people like us to realise that... The, really it's Some unethical. of it's like a bit of an unethical yeah, scam. it's just unethical business practices where the people at the top are just benefiting off the people at the very bottom. And I know people who are in MLMs who are like, well, I just do it in my spare time and it's not a 
like full time thing, and so far I've been all right. But I just want, I would encourage you. Like, there's a girl whose blog I read. She's called. It's called Elle's Poonique Story. Look that up. It's really interesting. Beg your pardon. People call Unique Poonique. That's hilarious. <laughs> but she she started to keep a spreadsheet of her outgoings and ingoings, and she realised after a few months that she was just like in the red all the time. So I just encourage people to just be wary. Yeah. I think that's the best thing to do. Be wary and do some research on the on the company and people who have been who have worked for them before. And if it's a MLM like you were in, I would encourage people to tot up the hours they're put into it and what they're getting out of it. Yeah, especially because the way well, the one that I worked for, they made it seem like a good good thing going because I was getting a base rate. Yeah. Because I because regardless of how many I did, I I always had the hundred and fifty pound coming in. Oh, that's what it was. I remember now. It's all right. I haven't thought about this in so long. So, like, doing this conversation is like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, they, because I was getting, like, minimum sales. I was getting, like, three, four a week. Yeah, I was going to ask how many sales did you end up, like, actually, the, what not the ones that fell through, like, actually stuck. I was getting, like, three or four a week. And they want, to, in order to start earning commission, you have to get like six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I was like well below the target. And they were like, listen. This. Were there people who did get above like six or seven a week? Yeah, there were people that were really, really good at it. And it's like, if you're really, really good at it, then more power to you. But I was getting like three or four good sales a week. And they were like, listen, we're paying this kid £150 a week. And he's not bringing in anything anything else so we're going to put him on self-employed which means he won't get the base rate he won't he will only be commission-based blah 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 they didn't ask me they weren't like listen we're thinking about putting you on self-employed um you know it's up to you if you want to do that or if you want to stay or go or whatever they were just like no you're now self-employed um and and that's when i like a few days later i made the phone call and i was like listen i'm not doing this for i'm not i'm not doing this for absolutely nothing yeah I think it's literally disgusting. It makes me so angry. That's why this episode's been quite serious because I'm so, like, balls deep into this topic. Obviously, I'm doing it for my dissertation, but I just think it's so fucked up and people don't realise. Yeah, but I think I think it's a... We've had a... I know it's been quite a, a long one and quite a serious one and not not like the, the last couple of episodes that we've done. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, like, because we you've... You, the way we've talked about it, you talk about it with such, like passion because you've done the research and you've done whatever i think it's still going to be like pretty interesting for people to hear i hope so (laughs) (laughs) me too if it's not let us know and we will never talk about it ever again this is like my academic jody coming out where i'm like this is the topic that i'm interested in and i'm just really trying to like get people to understand the seriousness of mlms I, i think they're so fucked up they should definitely be illegal it's basically a pyramid scheme just because there's a product does not mean that people are getting any less fucked over by it. And that's that on that. So if someone's like, hey, hun, on your feed, um, support my small business. Don't do it unless they're actually a small business and not an MLM. It's yeah, not if- their business. They're working for the larger, unique, Avon, whatever. They're working for a large business, doing labour for them, selling their products. It's not their own products. It's this big company's products and getting paid piss all for it. Yeah. Do support small businesses, yeah. but watch out for the, the people that claim to be a small the big, business. The big businesses posing a small business. Yeah, like, like uh, I just imagine like um somebody 
or like a logo of like the body shop mm-hmm. wearing like a fake mustache and being like, <laughs> I'm a small business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, you know, the Avon lady coming up yeah. and being like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm new around town. I've never yeah. done this before. Yeah. Oh. I tell these ladies, this is your business, but it's not their own nothing. It's yeah. not their business. It's like, um, you know, on Shits Creek. Yeah. If anybody uh, hasn't seen Shits Creek, we both highly recommend it. It's yeah. on Netflix if you're in the UK. It's fantastic. fantastic. It's hilarious. But there's an episode of Shits Creek where they the mom they try and shill, a, yeah, an the MLM. mom, the mom and the da- uh, the mom David, and the son yeah. are like trying to sell this miracle product to like the, this makeup products aren't they yeah to whoever in the town and all the people in the town come to the meeting and they're sitting there listening to the presentation mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we did all this a few years ago we're we're all regional yeah. executives yeah yeah we're all, we all gave up because it just that's the thing you just recruit everyone you know and then what you're gonna sell to each other it's just stupid man it yeah. makes me angry but this, there's a wealth of information on YouTube about this. Yeah, but it's like, the um, because I was walking the streets all day, every day for God knows how many hours, like I would have to go to TK Maxx like every couple of weeks to get new shoes. <laughs> it's just criminal. It's genuinely criminal. I, there isn't, the reason it's legal is because there was an FTC case, I think, about um, a, a company called Amway and it was ruled it was not a pyramid scheme because there was product involved. So every other MLM has just taken that case to defend themselves basically can i ask you a question sure is how's um, your head how's your head? no no complaints no, no complaints. complaints um what smells so good what do you mean are you cooking something no it smells nice Food. Sorry, oh, it, might, it might be it might be my uh, next door neighbour. It's oh, okay. all right. I live next door to an elderly Indian lady, and she cooks curry. That's it probably what you can good. smell. But when she when she starts cooking, it like fills up the air, and it mm-hmm. does smell really nice. Yeah. Um, um, things like Ann Summers. Yeah. Are they MLMs? Because there's people that have people that work for Ann Summers that have like Ann Summers parties, don't mm-hmm. they? Where like girls come over and they sell like sex mm-hmm. toys. Would you class that as an MLM? I am not a hundred percent sure on Ann Summers, but I do think that parties are usually an indicator, like a unique party or an Avon party. There's like a fine line between like a sales rep and like an MLM. Multi level marketing is basically you're a you're a you're not like a storefront or whatever. You're an individual representative trying to sell to other individuals. So I, I don't know about Anselmers, but I imagine if there's parties, it probably is an MLM structure as well because a company can have a storefront like the body shop and also do MLM. Um, I just would try not to support... I would have to look more into the body shop thing because I don't want to say it is if it's yeah. not. But parties are usually when, <clears throat> like unique, people are um, encouraged to have parties obviously pre-COVID, where people would come or post Or post-COVID and have a COVID party, yeah. where, it, like, those people who um, give their kids uh, chicken pox. Yeah, lollipop. Have you seen them? Yeah. They'll say, if your kid's got chicken pox, can um, you give me a used lollipop for my kid? Oh. Disgusting. What is wrong with people, man? Anyway, um, yeah, parties are usually so you can shield to your mates and get them to buy stuff and sign up, possibly. But yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, we've been going for an hour and we haven't done our favourite things or Twitter oh, moments. Okay, um, what's your what's been um, so to just uh, you know sharply pivot? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a good that was a good chat. I feel a lot lighter having got that off my chest. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been your What has been your favourite thing this week, Jodie Carvel? My favourite 
thing this week was that I found... <laughs> this is so stupid. I found, you know, the musical, the award-winning musical Hamilton? <laughs> yes. I found... What an, awards has it won? I don't know. I oh. just assume it has won awards. <laughs> I found an Animal Crossing recreation of the whole of Hamilton on YouTube. And it's not even like the Muppets one where it's just the voices. Someone... Y- Use Animal Crossing to recreate visually, scene for scene, second for second, the whole of Hamilton. And I've unironically started to watch it. I haven't watched it all yet, but I am just so floored by the amount of effort that's gone into that. I love Animal Crossing. I love Hamilton. I think it's hilarious. And I applaud you. Can I ask, is it called... Not you, the person. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Is it called Hamilton Crossing? No, but I text Joe and you did say it was Hamilton Crossing, so that joke is a hundred percent year. I feel like in the in the YouTube comments you should see if it's called Hamilton Crossing. It's just great. Um I love it so much and because I'm a Hamilton Stan, it's just You are you are a hardcore Hamilton Stan. Like you play the soundtrack in your car and everything. Yeah. Like if I get in your car you'll be like And Peggy Yeah, I love Lynn Manuel Miranda. And oh what what's oh. I think, I know some of the songs and then as I start to sing them Alexander in my head. Alexander Hamilton. That's the only bit that I know. <laughs> but I start to sing some of the songs in my head and then as soon as I start, I forget how it goes. Because I listen to this, right? I'm Everyone not, at home listens to this. I'm not going to give up my shot. That's not, not the words. It's, I am not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away my I said to Joe, Joe said to me, Miss Jodie Carvel, can I use your Disney Plus? I said, sure thing. On, one, the, one on, on the one condition that you watch Hamilton. It's a long show. You can watch it in two parts. Watch it. Do you know what this boy's done in the months he's been using my Disney Plus? He's watched half of Hamilton. In my defence, Hamilton is incredibly long. In 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 my defence, you love musicals. I do. So you, sh- you just need to get into it because it's great. But um, in the famous words of a couple of our friends, it's not very historically accurate. I don't give. <laughs> I literally couldn't give less of a shit about things being historically accurate. People said that about Bridgerton. Not Bridgerton. Yeah, the, the costuming in Bridgerton. Do you think I give a fuck? I'm entertained. I can't watch Hamilton because it's not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there's valid criticisms to be had about Hamilton and, you know, the whole... Um, People have just criticised it a lot for, like, racial issues. I don't know, because of the cast. Not because, for having, like, a, a black cast or whatever. Just... It's like... The intricacies of these arguments mm. are very hard for me to, like, understand, to be honest. Yeah, well, for, if you have... If those of you out there who haven't seen Hamilton, it's like a Broadway production of, like, this founding of America, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. One of the founding fathers. Oh, one of the... I just remembered one of the criticisms was that George Washington and Hamilton, I think, are portrayed to be quite anti-slave, while I think George Washington had a lot of slaves. Oh, right, okay. It's just stuff like that, where he's just, I think Lynn's just trying to gloss over the, the dirty details. Yeah, well, that's not that's not okay. But for the context of Hamilton, it's like the soundtrack is like hip-hop rap. Yeah. There's a, the, and so, like, obviously the people of that... Um, culture who grew up with like rap music and whatever tend to be of like especially in new york Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the black people are in like the hip-hop scene Mm -hmm. sort of thing not to like generalize or you know Mm -hmm. sweep over say all black people like rap music Mm -hmm. but it's it's quite a it's quite a diverse cast 
for yeah for for Broadway, isn't it? And a lot, of, but a lot of the a lot of the um, actors um, they they play like more than one role. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if that's typical of Broadway. I don't know. I don't think so. But I said to Joe, when you get to Act Two, there will be some characters who are played by the same actors who played someone else in Act One. So you just sort of have to come to terms with that. Okay, that's just something you've got to deal with. But they are distinguishable. Like, you're not going to think, oh, that's the same character. You will see it and hear the difference. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll give the second half a watch it's, eventually. It's so good. Like, I love Lin-Manuel. I love Moana, which she was involved in the soundtrack for. And um, when I was growing up, me and Esme used to memorise this one song from In the Heights, which is his first musical, called 96,000. We still know it to this day. I've never listened to the full soundtrack, but they're making a film of In the Heights. A lot of the same cast from In the Heights he used in Hamilton. I feel like he has like his faves. <laughs> I think the one thing that I disliked about Hamilton when I started to watch it was, I don't know if I can get on board with, because they're not singing. They're, and it's not I'm, not that I dislike there the... There is a lot of singing in it's it. It's not that I dislike the rapping, but it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda's part in particular. <laughs> People it's, take the piss out of him saying he sounds like Kermit and all this shit. He just talks in like a sing-songy voice, and that's what I don't like. This is the thing. Lin is probably the least talented performer. I'm like, either sing it or rap it. Or, or why are you even... It's like, I know you wrote the whole thing, but why are you in it if you can't sing or rap? That's the thing. He's probably the least talented performer because the rest of the cast are like Broadway, amazingly talented Broadway stars. But he is the the mastermind. And he has the passion and the personality. Girl, I'm not on board with that. And I just also stand Lynn. Like, I can't help it. I just stand Lynn. <laughs> and when everything opens back up, Ben said he's going to take me to see Hamilton in London. Ooh. I'm really excited about it. I wish it was the original cast, but what can you do? What can you do? David Diggs. I love you. Who? He's one of the dudes in it. Oh, shout out. David Diggs. <laughs> and Oak, I can't remember his second name, but he plays um, Hercules Mulligan and I'm obsessed with him. What's, I like the I like the one in the beginning of, sorry, this has become like a Hamilton podcast now. This We've is been a Hamilton cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they're like, there's a load of guys and they're all like around like a picnic table. And they're like banging the fist yeah. and doing and doing all, like some of those men are like yeah they're they're like the main cast and they're so sexy and a lot of them play all three of his mates play multiple not roles not Burr the the main guy who's talking to Hamilton but the three of his mates play different roles in the second act okay might have to give it a watch then because and some I of those gentlemen them. oh they're all so beautiful. <laughs> Anyway, what's your favorite? Oh, yeah, it's the Animal Crossing recreation of Hamilton. Oh. It just gives me another way to consume that content. Yeah, <laughs> both both Animal Crossing and Hamilton. Yeah, it's a dream come true. For Truly, you. yes. Okay. okay, what's your favorite thing be? My favorite thing has been um, probably we started watching the Billie Eilish documentary. Oh my days! I want to watch that, but I don't have Apple TV. Apple TV is included with my phone contract. Can I not get a free trial? Yeah, I'm gonna get a free yeah, I think I think you get like a seven day free trial. But we started to watch the um, Billy Eilish, right? Okay. Don't give me spoilers. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. But we started. We do this thing where, like, if we go to bed and we're watching a, a film or a documentary or whatever, Adam tends to fall asleep. Yeah. And then I end up watching like the last half of it on my own, and then he's like, "Oh well, I need to watch the second half, so I've got to watch it twice." So yeah. we started watching the Billie Eilish one. He fell asleep. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching it again. Mm-hmm. So I just turned it off. So I've only seen like the first half, maybe first. Was it, was it good? But the, what, but the parts that we watched were really, really good. Oh my God. I was 
Dan, Billie Eilish. <laughs> Honestly, so do I. She's, oh, I love her so much. This document, I, I, I'm so excited to watch the rest of it. But like the first, the first part that I watched, I was just like, she's literally unbelievable. She's so unlike anybody else that I've ever seen. I'm just like continually amazed by how young she is, but how talented she is. Yeah, and I know she's like Gen Z and probably a bit cringe to some, yeah. to like some people. But it's like, and and I know a lot of people get on her for being like a whisper singer. But it's like, so what? She's a whisper singer. She makes absolute bangers. She Her really and her brother, does. Phineas. Yeah. <laughs> they make absolute bangers. And it's like the documentary talks about her Tourette's and it like goes into the whole process of like it like films them to having a conversation about the album and it's it's really quite eye opening. I will immediately get an Apple TV. If anybody out there has been sort of on the fence about Billie Eilish, I recommend the documentary and it'll bring you to, I was going to say to the light side, but I think <laughs> I think if, you, if you're a Billie stan, you're technically on the dark yeah. side. Um, yeah, I really do want to watch that. Okay, so Twitter moment of the week. Mine's quite heavy. Oh? Is yours, yours is quite light, so maybe we should finish What's with yours? yours. Oh, okay. Oh, do you want to go first? Mine's not heavy, but it's the whole hashtag abolish the monarchy thing, which I agree with, by the way. Oh, because, the whole Meghan and Harry interview. Yeah, because in context, we're recording this on Monday, the 8th of March. So I've so not actually in, seen the interview yet. It's on tonight. I know. I will watch it. Yeah, so will I. Um, But the way that Piers Morgan's reacted to it, that man disgusts me. He is... And I mean this with every fibre of my being. A cunt. I hate him. <gasps> He's such a dick. He doesn't know. Oh, yeah, such I... an ignorant piece of shit. And I just love the whole, that a lot of Twitter are coming to Meghan and Harry's defence because I think that the younger generation are starting to see the cracks in what is the monarchy. Yeah, the cracks in what is the monarchy and how fucked up like the media is and have been and continue to be. It is disgusting. It's like the I I'm on the same bandwagon with you about Piers Morgan. I yeah. cannot stand him. Yeah. There's been several times where I've gone on Twitter rants about how much I hate Piers Morgan. <gasps> I forgot about that. That should be a Twitter moment when you were like, what did you tweet about him? I can't remember. It really made me laugh. It was like a really specific insult. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I love that. I really can't. I called him like a unsufferable sack of Caucasian, yeah, something much. ridiculous. Yeah, it was something really s- a lot. I yeah. loved it. Um, but I really dislike Piers Morgan as well. I I don't know what he said about it in particular. He's I know he doesn't believe Megan. I read he, that. He's basically believe, saying that he doesn't believe that her her mental health, because she basically said that she was contemplating suicide. Yeah. He said that he basically doesn't believe that. You know what? Talking about that, when I was at my nan's earlier this morning, bringing it full circle, yeah. Um, my mum came over to drop her off. Um, my mum brings her like a Sunday dinner. Yeah. Um. And she brought her some uh, some food over and we were talking about it. And my mum went, well, I think once an actress, always an actress. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. I, I said, what, I was like, what? what? what she's on 24-7, is she? <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, well, yeah, this yeah. could all just be an act. And I was like, well. Well, what? I was like, hang on, mother. You haven't seen the inter- I was like, you haven't seen the interview yet. So why don't you have to just. Before you jump down people's throats, Listen, obviously. This woman gets more flack than the nonce. Yeah, exa- and Andrew. exactly. And that that part of it is absolutely horrendous. And, and it's for like what, being black. Yeah, 
and I saw on Twitter that they were the royal family were concerned about the colour of Archie's skin. Yeah, that was another thing. She, I mean, all I've seen is clips so far, but she said that certain members of the family brought up the conversation of how dark his skin would be. Yeah, and Which, what that meant for the family. But that's horrible. I know. Like, that is so horrendous. And especially Piers Morgan doesn't want to talk about that. The amount of work the royal family have done in like Africa. It's the like of work the royal family have done to cover up what Andrew's done, but they've never come to Meghan's defence for anything when lies have been printed about her in the media. I'm just excited to watch the interview. It's on tonight. It's on tonight on ITV. Um, and I'm really happy them, for them that they're having a baby girl. Is this your... Hang on. This is my Twitter moment, just the whole conversation around this. Oh, right, okay. Because although it's been really upsetting to see people like Piers Morgan and ignorant people, it's really reassuring to see... This really is a heavy episode. <laughs> Honestly, today we're just in the mood to like get things off our chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was my favourite Twitter moment. Just people dunking on Piers Morgan, calling him a dick because I cannot he stand is. it. And there was like black women on this. What is it? What's he on? ITV this morning, whatever. He's on Good Morning on. Britain. Yeah. Um, he, he had an interview with like black women who were like shutting him down. Love to see it. And I wish he would shut the fuck up forever. Oh, he just... He's he's not even like... He's good... Uh, right, okay. Not to come to his defence, but I think Piers Morgan is quite good when he's interviewing politicians. I re- I, I started to watch that Piers Morgan... Um, he's quite good when he does his... Serial killer one. When he does his life stories and his interviews yeah. and things. Like over the pandemic... Like that Matt Hancock... When it comes to the pandemic and he's grilling politicians, yeah. he's like, well, you said this yeah. and now this is happening, yeah. something completely different. He puts people like that to shame. Yeah. But when it comes to like racial issues or vegan sausage rolls, yeah. it's like, come on, Piers, give your head a fucking wobble. Yeah, he's just... You haven't got to play devil's advocate all the time. I just think... Uh, do you know what? I have too many thoughts. Feelings and thoughts about this. Let's just move on. To okay, yours. okay, okay. Oh, this episode is just going to be so long. My my favorite uh, moments on Twitter this week have been the Twitter beef that I got into. Okay, Joe got into some beef because um, which I don't know about. I um, don't think. Hang on, I'm oh I'm signed in on. No, I'm not. I I signed in. I went on to letwitter.com and um, I saw a tweet from um, not to bring uh, not to talk about Drag Race every episode. Sorry if you out there don't watch Drag Race, but it's like. That's, I feel sorry for them if they don't I feel sorry for them as well. No, but um, I saw um, Bag of Chips, MBA, on uh, a yeah. contest, contestant from season one. Yes. She tweeted, if you have contrib- contributed in the negativity towards Lawrence Cheney to the point that he has had to delete yeah. his Twitter account, then you can go to hell. Be kind and do much better, little cow bags. Yeah. Um, and I responded to that. I said, this is the first I'm hearing about this. It's so disgusting and disappointed. Love to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And then... It was because in the drag race world, it's like people send out that much hate and vile things to some of the queens unnecessarily. It's actually unbelievable. I don't know how people are so angry and full of hate that they would open their phone and send the things that they do. Yeah, so the most recent episode, obviously, it didn't paint Lawrence in a great light because he sort of snapped back at one of the other girls. Yeah. And people have been giving him abuse, calling him fat, making jokes and doing whatever. And it's not, it's not on. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. And he obviously received that much of it. He deleted his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And to get that much hatred online where you feel you cannot stay on the platform mm-hmm. is 
horrendous, I think. So I was like, oh yeah, that's disgusting. That's horrible to hear. Give my love to Lawrence sort of thing. Yeah. And then this this lady came in my mentions and she said, did you not watching Bullying Ellie? I don't see anyone... I don't want to see anyone harassed off social media or bullied at all. But if you behave as horribly as he did, surely you expect some pushback? Now, to me... Can I, re- I just say, like, I don't even think it was that bad. <laughs> I, I read that a couple of times, and to me, in my head, that sounds like, um, oh, well, if you're a bastard, you deserve you deserve all the hate you get. I don't... Th- and I mean, it, it's like, it wasn't. he wasn't even being that bad. He just had, like, an argument with one of the other girls. He just had a bit of a strop. Yeah, exactly. I've seen queens act way worse than He's that. He's allowed to have a strop and be upset with somebody... Who's, like, throwing... Tried to trip him up and yeah. make him, you know, look bad in the competition. Because I think the, re- the reason... Basically, if you don't know, Ellie got to assign... Yeah, Ellie. Ellie got to positions put, in the comedy show. Who was going first, next, yeah, second? They were doing. They about. were doing the comedy show, and Ellie. It was up to Ellie to decide the running order: who goes first, who goes second. And, and there's five put, of them. She put Lawrence after Bimini because she knew well, well, that Bimini would do. She well. put everyone except for herself at a disadvantage. Yeah, that's what Lawrence was and upset Lawrence, about. I think Lawrence was upset because she, she was close friends with Ellie, and she felt like, "Why would you do that to me? I'm your friend." Yeah. Well, she Ellie Ellie actively went out of her way to put everyone except for herself at a disadvantage I understand which why is Ellie fair it, because yeah. it's a competition yeah I understand. it is so fair to ellie play it that no, way ellie doesn't have a badge yet so ellie's just like grasping she's the only one in the t- in the top five that doesn't have a badge but whatever lawrence's thoughts and feelings were about that be it she got annoyed whatever she's allowed to be annoyed because yeah. ellie tried to trip her up mm-hmm. but what that's got to do with her weight and all this i don't know what's that got to do with you know, she does not deserve people coming on her Twitter and, you know, abusing her. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of was, you know, a bit disgusted that this woman had then responded to me and been like, well, surely you'd expect some pushback. But basically, that level of how Lawrence acted does not match the level of the hate that she got. I was like, well, even if you want pushback, it's okay to come to a queen and say, hey, I didn't like the way you handled this situation. Yeah. Um, But I... You know, I'm still a fan or whatever. You don't have to, like... Oh, honestly, the Drag Race fandom online is one of the worst. <laughs> honestly, I, they're so... Like, I don't even like talking about it online that much because... Because they come for you. Well, because it's like... If you say... If you state an opinion online... It's, that's it. It's an opinion. It's like... There's a difference between saying, I, I disliked the way Lawrence handled this episode, mm-hmm. then going into his mentions and being like, you, you're... Yeah, and yeah. just there's just no need for it. Did so, you see that tweet? That but been... there was loads of people responding to this lady who responded to me, and they were sort of on my team. Mm-hmm. And I I, st- I stepped out of it. I stopped talking for mm-hmm. ages. My mm-hmm. Twitter notifications were going crazy. Mm-hmm. But I I stopped saying it. I stopped arguing because I was just like, what's the point? You're not listening. Um, and this woman, she she had loads of people sort of in defence of Lauren and in defence of me. Lauren. To, <laughs> Lawrence, sorry. She had like these people were saying, yeah, but what you're saying is Lawrence deserves the abuse that he got. Yeah. And she was like, no, I didn't say that. I hate all bullies. And we're like, well, you. She was just contradicting mm-hmm. herself, really. And she was looking, making herself look like a bit of a tit. Um. But I, and I was just at one point, I was just like, you know what? Just accept the loss. You've lost this one. You can't like <laughs> Take the, L. the amount of people responding to you and to me telling you that. Mm-hmm. you are wrong it's just like ridiculous and it's just like girl just take the l 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This podcast has just been us complaining, <coughs> complaining for one hour and eighteen minutes. I think we had a few things to. <laughs> we had a few things to say. I feel. Should we do something to lighten the mood? What have we got? Should we end it on a on a on a light note? Um, sure, but we've already we're already at one minute twenty. People have told us keep the podcast at an hour, but I would talk forever about MLMs about anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was there anything else in your in your because obviously we did. I've like, got a, um, a we, master sheet of ideas oh i've got what are these these okay let's let's talk about this i started jogging oh yeah you want to talk about jogging on this one just briefly because it's stupid a quick five minute speech about your jogging go Um, i've started couch to 5k well i haven't done it in like three days now but i did start it and i chose sarah millican as my voice and basically couch to 5k what's that is that an app it's an app, it's free, and they tried to get you to be able to run 20 minutes at a time at the end of, like, two months. of, And you start by doing, like, one minute running, a minute and a half walking, one minute running, and then as the weeks go on, your running time goes up and your walking time goes down. And you choose, a vo- there's, like, five voices on there you can choose to, like, they tell you what to do and they egg you on and stuff. And I chose Sarah Millican, so I've got like her little Geordie voice, like, Are you ready? Go! And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, No, Sarah, I'm not ready. And I went, Come on, Pert, you can do yeah. it. And um, it's, it's good, but also I've realised how unfit I am. Yeah, that's why I don't want to start doing any exercise because I I've put so hurt. much weight on in lockdown. I hurt for two days after this, and I only did seven, eight minutes of running total. And I hurt for two days. We are unfit. And I couldn't... I, I couldn't do that. I can't run. I can't jog at le- more than a walking pace because I get stitched and I have to sit down. I can't jog for very long because I get shin splints. Like, my shins start to feel like they're made of fibreglass and they're really brittle oh God, when I start running. That one time when we were running back to your house, I don't know where we'd come from, and you were all started running and I shouted, don't run, I can taste blood or something. And you laughed so much. That you nearly fell over. Yeah, we were like in a graveyard as well. <laughs> yeah, we were. I'd, I, yeah, we were walking through like a, a church graveyard, and we all started to run away from you as a joke. And then I, as a joke. And then yeah. Yeah, and then you started to like run behind us, and you were like, "Wait, I can't taste blood." <laughs> you know what Brett said to me? Back to Brett. He Shout said, out to Brett. Shout and, out Brett. And number one fan. Um, he said number one. He understood the whale talk. Love that. Number two, he said that we should have a catchphrase for our podcast because so many of our stories start with we were either going to a night out or we were coming back from a night out. Yeah, that, I was thinking about that the other day he after said, listening to the first couple of... Like, that's all you say, it should be a catchphrase. Yeah, I, I was thinking... Because uh, obviously we've listened back to the couple of episodes we've done so far. Yeah. I was like, we talk about going <laughs> out so much we talk about getting drunk so often and yeah. i was just like come on now we need to change your pace for this one well this one was a serious one and i honestly don't know because like my friends will be like that one was so funny i can't wait for the next one i feel like they're gonna listen to this and be depressed yeah sorry sorry if you we got your hopes up and this you thought this was going to be a funny conversation but um you know we just wanted to have a, a talk about mlms because that's what jody's interested in and I've been in one, so you know why not. <laughs> I can't believe you were in one. That's crazy. All right. Okay. Any um any final thoughts? Um. Anything you'd like to add? Um. I can't run. <laughs> <laughs> um. Every um no. I'm no. Head, head empty. Head empty. No, no thoughts. thoughts. How Silly. about you? Um. I would like to end it um with this. 
Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Um, <laughs> run up. You can't tell the Okay, all right, okay, okay. okay. We'll, we'll call it quits. Bye, everyone. Please don't join an MLM. Yeah, uh, don't, please don't join an MLM. Please be careful. And don't forget to go over to our Twitter as well. It's um, at so true bestie pod. Let us know your thoughts. And we'll probably run another poll asking what you want from us. Yeah, we'll probably put up a, a tweet in a couple of days that's just, um, you know, a, a proposed. Just remember, you voted for this. <laughs> yeah, you asked for this. No, uh, we'll put up a, a few topics that we've got to discuss and we'll see um, which one people people want to hear yes yes okay well goodbye for now okay thank you for listening thank you so much bye bye